Welcome to Flagrant Pod Season 1, The Flagrant Files. I'm your host, Sierra, and this week we're headed to the Bay to uncover the covertly capitalistic roots of the Warriors dynasty. With me today is Flagrant founding mother, Alex. You know her, you love her, we absolutely cannot get rid of her. And our very first outside Flagrant guest, none other than Warriors Twitter legend and podcast icon, Nitz. Nitz, tell us a little bit about yourself, why you might have some insight on this particular podcast topic today. Goodness. Well, um, every time, like, there's always a warning that people are going to be like, tell us about yourself, right? Like with job interviews, with podcasts, and like you literally right before this, we're like, heads up. And then it always gets here and I'm like, uh, I don't know. Um, but I am a Warriors fan, so that's one. And yeah. I'm a person, that's two. Um, and I like basketball, which is implied by the Warriors fan part. Yeah. And the rest doesn't really matter. Yeah, Warriors fan is really all you needed to say. Hell yeah. That's what that's what's most important to me because I'm a Warriors fan. And thus far, it's only been Ashton and Alex who are Blazers fans. And I do like the Blazers, but it's just it's not the same. I have a question for the class. Hold on. I didn't know you were a Warriors fan. Yeah. Because this is like Blazers Twitter to me. So I'm like, okay, Blazers, I love um, Blazers Twitter. I love Blazers fans. Yeah. So Two of the flagrant people are Warriors fans, actually. Sierra and Brasilia are both Warriors fans. Ashton really threw me to the wolves here. I'm the only Blazers fan. I'm usually in much better company than this. Um, I'm going to try my best to keep it. I feel like Blazers fandom and Warriors. Well, oh, I was going to say something so rude. I was going to say outside of winning. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair i'm not even mad at that it's just I like, real so like warriors fans and blazers fans have usually been like this especially because we love dame yeah. um outside of the dame stuff comparison i feel like we all we all get it we like basketball so yeah we're all here together i feel like my like my second favorite team is the blazers and even if the blazers fans don't love the warriors as much anymore i still have love for the blazers yeah which is fair They've won a lot. They were obnoxious. Yeah. I, I get not liking the Warriors. I mean, I don't yeah. get it, but I get it. So. Yeah. so today, the three of us are here to unpack allegations that a war between sneaker companies altered the trajectory of the NBA forever. Are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. July 4th, 2016 is a date that will forever be etched in the halls of NBA history. As many people across the country prepared to celebrate Independence Day, Warriors fans had their own reason for jubilation. After a brief exploration of free agency, Thunder superstar Kevin Durant would be joining Golden State, and a budding dynasty would be adding yet another generational talent to its roster. The rest of the league knew that when it came to their own championship hopes, KD joining the Warriors was bad. So I remember exactly where I was when I found out Katie was coming to the Bay. Nitz, what about you? Okay, first of all, where were you? I want to know. I was, I woke up, so it's July 4th. I woke up hungover yeah. in my friend from high school Delaney's bed because I had slept over there in preparation because 4th of July is a big deal here. And I woke up, I looked at my phone, I saw the ESPN alert or whatever, and I yelled out loud, holy shit, you guys. I'm about to copy paste your story real quick. So, cause same. Um, so let me take, let, let me take us back first. Cause this matters for the story. Mm -hmm. So 2016, three, one, they lost. I was living in New York at the time. 
And I was at my friend's house watching the game. So very short walk in between my friend's house back to my place. After we lost, I was like, great, I'll call my dad. It's a tiny, tiny walk. I called him right after and he was just like, I can't talk right now. I'm too depressed. Talk to you later. Because he's a huge Warriors fan. And he just did not want to talk to me. And I don't think we talked again probably until Katie signed with the Warriors. Katie signed with the Warriors. I was drunk out of my fucking mind because it's new york and i'm am i allowed to cuss on this i forgot absolutely yeah oh hell yeah oh yeah um i'm drunk out of my mind because it's fourth of july we're about to go to the beach the beaches in new york are gross so you know it's not like a whatever you gotta be drunk Uh, exactly you have to be like drunk as hell i called my dad and we bonded and that was that was that and i just remember that because i don't know if we talked in between there wow it literally repaired your relationship is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, my dad's like my best friend too. So not talking for that long about basketball. Oh, oh that's sweet then. Katie mm-hmm. brought the fan back together. Hell yeah. All right, Kevin Durant, let's start with the easy one. Why the Golden State Warriors for you? I just felt like the fit was perfect. I felt like the guys complimented each other and I felt like I compliment their games as well. They really didn't have to pitch me. They didn't pitch me. They just told me how things work in the organization and how things flow here. And I felt that energy. It was something I felt like that was pulling me towards it. Alex, do you remember where you were? Because I'm sure you were just as excited as we were. Yeah, uh, I remember where I was. I was probably somewhere rolling my eyes in excess, angry at, you know, just the perpetual success of the Warriors and wondering what it meant for my team. I was on Twitter right after that, lamenting this news with other Blazers fans, though. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, do you guys remember the reaction on Twitter? The news again coming in moments ago. Kevin Durant heading to the Golden State Warriors. How are you viewing this move from Durant? Well, I'm viewing it as the weakest move I've ever seen from a superstar. Plain and simple. That's just how I look at it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was... It was a day. It was a day. It was like, uh, oh, great. You know, the NBA just obviously just wants super teams. And this is just basically OP. The West is OP now. And like everyone was pissed about it. And I mean, honestly, that I was worried about that. I was like, they don't need KD. Um, because, because we, we want championships. Exactly. Because we can. Yes, we Didn't can. you already You don't have one? to justify winning to anyone. Yeah, but oh, one man. isn't as good as three. Ashton was like busy for this, and now I know why. <laughs> well, Alex is a purist too. She told us last episode yes. that she doesn't like to win except for fair and square, which I didn't want to cheat. Like I okay. I don't want there to ever be like an asterisk on our like championships. I think Warriors fans are probably that way. No, I don't care. Cause here's the thing. I think that there's <laughs> and I'm really bad at pronouncing this word. Asterisk. I yes. think you I get that. it. You know, oh, yeah. so. whenever I have like great English, but whenever I struggle with the word, I'm just like, it's because I'm foreign. No, it's because you don't know how to pronounce the word. Just say it. <laughs> but um, asterisk, there's one on like every single championship. I think that you could probably mm-hmm. pinpoint to injury here or that team right. was stacked or that team had a really good cap situation that year. So I'm kind of like, if you win, you win. Winning is obviously hard enough or they would have been able to also do it in 2019 and they didn't so I I don't put it on the Raptors because the Raptors beat the team that was on the floor and the team that was on the floor wasn't their full strength so like it is what it Mm. is yeah Yeah. and also I still get to 20 years from now when I'm talking to people and I'm just like obnoxious about the rings that we won nobody's gonna know nobody's gonna know (laughs) 
Katie announces this move in probably the funniest and most KD way I could possibly think of, which is the iconic, iconic My Next Chapter essay for the Players' Tribune. And I'm forever grateful for to him. That oh, game, of course. I was on. I was very on like NBA Reddit at that moment. Oh, and so where memes are born, where memes are born, some good stuff comes out of there, though. My plan this weekend is to just get high and play video games. So I might get high and play video games and go on NBA Reddit. Oh, my God. I mean, that's literally where to find all of the memes. Like, that's where they are born. That's where they're created. That, yeah. Then they move over like to Cupcake, Twitter. Snake, LeBron playing in flip flops. Why don't the Warriors just hold hands and form a circle around Steph Curry? <laughs> yes, I was like, please bring that one up because that's the first one that comes to mind whenever I think of like Reddit and yeah. whatever. I'm just like, yo, solid game plan though. I think my, yeah, I think that's my top two is like, could LeBron win a championship if he was only allowed to wear flip flops? And <laughs> why don't the Warriors players just form a human barrier around Steph Curry oh, and let him God. shoot? Oh my god. Okay. NBA Reddit, you rock. Unless you are saying mean things and then you don't rock anymore. But for those, you rock. So free agency for KD was kind of a weird situation because he's a former league MVP that's suddenly deciding to go on the free agent market. And he really, if I remember correctly, he wasn't on the market for that long before deciding to join the Warriors. Some things that led up to this moment, one- the Thunder blowing their own 3-1 lead to the Warriors. 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 <laughs> um, and possibly the rumor that Draymond Green called Kevin Durant from the parking lot immediately after losing the finals that year. So, And he also, and he took meetings with other teams, right? I have a memory of, so. was it Tom Brady? It was some Boston sports person. God, yeah. that's the imagine history. Katie on the fucking Celtics is like a mind fuck at the moment. Oh God, yeah. Like, yeah, I guess he's on the Nets now. I don't know. He's kind of become like an ethereal being in my mind since he left the Warriors. <laughs> like, he doesn't really exist anymore. Right. He could be. He could be like on the Hornets, and I wouldn't know. It's so true. Okay. Counterpoint. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Nets have really cool gear, which is why I'm okay. wearing Nets gear mm-hmm. right now, and I didn't do it on purpose. That's mm. it. That's the whole, that's that the whole thing. Suspicious. I mean, Brooklyn is cool. Like, just yeah. the word Brooklyn is fucking cool. Like, anything they slap Brooklyn on probably is going to be cool. It's Brooklyn a cool city. Barclays is, I don't know if you have ever been to Barclays or uh, Madison Square Garden. I'm personally, like, MSG, nothing beats the atmosphere. Fine. Mm. Um, but also, I remember sitting, like, in the nosebleeds and nosebleeds, like in like right next to the banners, me and me and the banners were chilling for like $250 a ticket or something. Wow. Insane. And then I remember going to a Brooklyn game for like eight bucks and having decent enough seats. So I'm just like, wow. It's, it's very like Clippers versus Lakers where a lot of people became Clippers fans, maybe because it was more accessible and Mm -hmm. the, and also Barclays is way cooler, I think. Yeah. Once your team gets good, it's, it quickly becomes like, yay, my team's good. Oh, I can't afford to go watch them play anymore. <laughs> Warriors. Yeah. yeah. Chase Center. So Katie called this, quote, the hardest decision. Another piece of this move that was just like memed to death, or he called it like the hardest road. Deci- like going to the Warriors was like taking the hardest road. <laughs> uh-huh. I believe everything he's saying about this for what it's worth. As a Warriors (laughs) fan, I'm just going to say full support. 
Oh my God. He's not even on the Warriors though anymore. You don't have to support him. Yeah, you but this decision was bluff. made while he was with the Warriors. Anything he does now is fair game, but from 2016 to the day he left the Warriors, untouchable. I only remember the good parts of the relationship. Let's say that. Yeah. Oh, we'll get, we'll touch on some of the bad ones later oh on God. in the podcast. The potential to create a super team is enticing to any NBA superstar especially one who is still chasing that elusive championship ring. But forming an unstoppable, league-ruining squad of players wasn't the only thing that could have influenced Durant's decision. In fact, a series of financial changes were occurring in the NBA around this time, changes that may have impacted KD's choice behind the scenes. All right, we're going to talk about money for a little bit here. So, at this time... The NBA salary cap extended from 70 million to 94 million after like a huge revenue spike in their TV deals. So this was like the time when people were getting overpaid already. So Kevin Durant had a little bit more flexibility in terms of like, oh, no matter where I go, I can get paid, which might not have been the case, especially for the Warriors with three huge contracts on their books already. But... In 2015, the NBA signed an eight-year partnership with Nike that was going to start Nike. Did I just say Nike? <laughs> I, I got to tell you, so first of all, you said Nike, right? And I was about to be like, damn it, I've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. I'm so easily gaslit. Like, no, it's woof. Nike. Yeah. All right. It is Nike. Anyway. Nike. So that was taking the partnership away from Adidas, who was like, had their logo on all the jerseys and was giving it to Nike. And so they were looking to become the powerhouse in the NBA. Not that I feel like Nike has always been like the brand. Maybe that's just like me thinking that and having lived in Oregon for a year where everyone is up their butt 24-7. But Kevin Durant was partnered with Nike. So you know he's looking to make some extra money here. This brings up the idea that Kevin Durant used this opportunity of free agency to bring Nike to the Warriors, famously a team sponsored only by Under Armour and then Anta, which is the company that Clay has his shoe deal with. It's a Chinese company. Oh, and Britta. Don't forget Steph Curry is for some reason sponsored by Water, which is the most fucking dystopian shit I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Well, I think Clay Thompson, maybe it's just the Warriors, but they are also like sponsored by insurance, like Kaiser or something. And then yeah. Steph also has a thing with some car peep car. Is it car mask? Oh, yeah, it was infinity. Because those commercials are hella painful and so bad. So oh. yeah, whatever. Oh, where the dealership people, where the dealership people are like shimmying. Oh God, yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. I need to meet the person that came up with that <laughs> advertisement because it is so. I, Alex, I don't know if you've ever seen it because I think it might be like a local commercial. So imagine you used to work at a car dealership, right? Yeah, I thought you guys were talking about his deal with Infinity, the brand, but you're talking about a local dealership. I think it's like, like your local Honda dealer. Yeah, I don't which, know. Uh, I definitely did work I at. Mean, when I this definitely is, don't anymore. Yeah, this is showing like the impact the ad has had on me is that I don't even remember what it's for. But imagine right. your your coworkers at the car dealership doing a little like Steph shimmy, giving the chest pat point and like celebrating with customers who have just bought cars. That that's the commercial. <laughs> yeah. It's just so desperate. It's just like I mean like I obviously don't work in the fucking car business anymore, but 
that kind of desperate marketing is just like that is the car business so that's hilarious to me i'm not surprised also steph's little shimmy i will say makes me ill oh god i was like what are you about to say because it's the best thing ever oh you thought i was gonna be like "Ooh, i I got the vapors I love it. Or like, if you don't like Steph Shimmy, you don't like NBA basketball. Me. Oh you know what God, they say? no. <laughs> I'm not trying to like create a soundbite. Just very sadly, it makes me ill. I, I don't, I, <laughs> I, I try, I've tried to like him. It's just so hard. Yeah, I love the Shimmy. It's going to be a regional thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a regional <laughs> dialect. I mean, I but also anyways. like, I'm a Draymond stan. So like. Oh God, Really? What do you mean, oh my God, really? Draymond rocks. Draymond's the GOAT. I love Rasheed Wallace for the same reasons that people love Draymond Green, but Rasheed Wallace never kicked anyone in the nutsack. To me, I cannot respect That Draymond you know Green. of. That, that, that on the court. Maybe. On the court. I don't want to hear it. I won't stand for this. This is two, two in a row Warriors slander. I guess we're talking about the Warriors this time, so... I don't Whatever. have a comeback for what you it. said yet, though, because that's always what comes up when you talk Draymond. You're like, okay, you kicked someone in the nuts. And I'm like, <sighs> I do like some of the other stuff that he's said or done. It's just like, I mean, he, okay, to call my own bluff here, Batum literally punched someone in the dick in <laughs> overseas, and I still loved him when he was on our team. So okay. it's like, can I really be that picky? Probably. If Draymond not. was on your team, you would love him. That's the thing. That's the, but, but I've had this conversation with other Blazers fans in the whole, like, you know, trade rumor mill thing happening specifically actually about Draymond was I don't want him on our team. If he's on it, I'm going to root for him, but I don't want to do that because I don't like him. So like, I don't want to be forced to like face that. I would rather he just not be on the team. Wow. Alex Haig, natural contrarian. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think so. (laughs) Instead of attempting to beat them, you know, they destroyed his team in the Western Conference Finals. He joins them, ultimately leading to the timeline of another championship against the Cavs against LeBron James in 2017. So what does this do? It sets us up in a situation where Nike's two, if not two of, if not its two biggest like NBA sponsored players and yeah, NBA sponsored players. We'll go with that are now playing each other in the finals in the first year that Nike also has their logo on the jerseys. That sounds like a power move to me. You know, well, yeah, whoever I mean, wins is going to get that video on Twitter of like creating a champion and then whoever loses is going to get the like, we'll be back the heart exactly. of a champion. <laughs> the, <laughs> the black and white photo with like the white text below it. For some reason, I mean, can really see the sweat on their face. I love yeah, it. I, like, I love Nike advertising. They're so good with it. So yeah. it's very simple. Yeah. I went to the championship parade that year, I think 2017, I think. And they Nike hired skywriters to write debate this in like plain exhaust. And then oh my God. wrote the Nike suit. I have a picture on it my phone somewhere, <sighs> but it, it said in the sky debate this with the nike swoosh oh my god i hate to get hype for advertising because it's just like i like you just want my money yeah like you don't care about me you just want my money but that's so cool and i would like a picture and it's cool that you went i will find i will find that picture i think i like painted my eyebrows blue 
We're calling a timeout to bring you an important announcement. Hi, I'm American professional basketball player DeLon Wright of the Sacramento Kings, formerly of the Detroit Pistons. The truth is, I demanded a trade because I couldn't handle being so far away from the Bowie Beer headquarters in Astoria, Oregon. Now that I'm in the Emerald City or whatever Sacramento is, I can hop in my car whenever I want and head 11 hours and 5 minutes north to visit the Bowie Beer headquarters. Not only is it a physical journey to get there, it's also an emotional one. Because at the end of it, I know I'll be enjoying a crisp, ice-cold Bowie Beer. I'm DeLon Wright, and I love Bowie Beer. Again, this is a real ad for Premier Oregon Beer, Bowie Beer. However, please don't Google whether DeLon Wright has an endorsement deal with Bowie Beer. The information really isn't even readily available. Just take my word for it. Bowie Beer. Yeah, boy! Hi, this is Sierra from the Flagrant Pod team with an inspiring message. When we started this podcast, we joked about dream sponsors and Rise Brewing Company, makers of the Rise Oat Milk Latte Nitro Cold Brew Coffee in a Can, was one of them. Well, I'm here today to share the good news. Flagrant Pod is now an official Rise Brewing Company affiliate. Rise doesn't just make the oat milk latte nitro cold brew coffee in a can. They also have their own oat milk as well as a variety of other drinks. And now, when you use code FLAGRANT at checkout, you get 10% off your order. That's right, 10% off as many Rise oat milk latte nitro cold brew coffee in a cans your body can handle. And all you have to do is use code FLAGRANT at checkout at risebrewingco.com. That's risebrewingco.com and code FLAGRANT at checkout. Because the only thing that tastes better than a Rise Nitro Cold Brew coffee in a can is one that scores us a percentage of the commission. Start warming up because it's time to get back into the pod. So Nike gets this like dream championship scenario, but not only are they promoting Nike, Kevin Durant has gone on record and said, quote, no one wants to play in Under Armors. I'm sorry. The top kids don't because they all play Nike. And I think this was, bef- I believe, before he was on the Warriors. But it's like just absolutely roasting the brand that has Steph Curry's signature shoe. I would buy that he maybe said this during, too. Like, if you told me that he said it during, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, I don't have a date on the quote, but that is so funny. This reeks of LeBron saying... Oh, I should have drank more vitamin water. Yeah. Like t- anytime you drop a brand in your regular conversation, it's pretty yeah. suspect. I don't know. I don't, I don't have like an aversion to Under Armour. I don't, just don't care about I don't Under Armour. But um, I was a runner when I was younger and I 100% knew that ASICs would be, I think it was ASICs, like ASICs mm-hmm. would be better for me or New Balance would be better for me. And buddy, mm-hmm. I ran in Nikes yeah, regardless. Yeah, I'm not running in New Balance. Yeah. Um, producer Emma just popped in and did say that that Kevin Durant quote is from 2017. So he was on the Warriors. I was, I honestly, I was just giving him too much credit. I was assuming that he wouldn't say that, but he, he did. Fuck. Yeah. I'm sure Steph Curry didn't really care either. He's like, I get paid either way, but <laughs> yeah, he obviously had that attitude when he was designing the shoes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got, I can't even defend that because the shoes are so bad. Yeah, Alex and I chatted about this briefly before the podcast, and she was like, I'm going to bring up the fact that Steph Curry's, at least like the first ones, I think they've gotten a little bit better, but like his original signature shoes, fugly, 
fugly. Dude, hooks. knits. Like, tell me I'm wrong. They look like You're the not. shoes that like Walgreens makes, like when they make sneakers and they hang them on the end of the aisle. That's what those fucking sneakers look like. First of all, <laughs> those sneakers come in clutch. They're useful. <laughs> They don't cost a hundred dollars like Steph they're, Curry shoes. They're not one hundred and thirty fucking dollars. They're, <laughs> oh they're reliable. They care about you. <laughs> I got nothing, bro. I got not like I when yeah, Steph's shoe conversation comes up on Twitter, I'm like, I, I don't out. like Twitter. I'm taking a break. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I lived in Chicago for a while, and I had one of my friends from college. Actually, I had a lot of friends who were like big into like sneakers and fashion, and. Anytime we'd be downtown and we'd see the Under Armour store and like they obviously have Steph Curry's like huge photo, I'd be like, oh my God, can we go in? And they'd be like, no, what are you even going to look at? His shoes? And it's like, no, I guess the big picture, big picture is Steph, but I just want to look at it. I think the only Under Armour thing I've ever owned is shin guards. And I'm not even sure that's true because <laughs> I don't know if Under Armour makes shin guards, but I feel like if they did, I'm pretty sure I own them when I played field hockey. And you that's don't even fair. see them, right? They go under socks under armor their armor that goes under the cool kids i was not cool growing up <laughs> i'm oh, not yeah, cool me now either. but i was especially not cool growing up yeah, so i don't know how people generally wear them <laughs> you were wearing your underwear outside of your jeans and your shin guards outside of your pants hell yes sports bra over a t-shirt yeah I've never worn Under Armour. Like, I've never seen anything Under Armour and been like, that's good looking. I mean, they make like compression, long sleeve compression shirts or whatever. But now I'm wondering, because here's the thing. Nike's really good at a lot. And there's some that just other companies are better at like the actual performance stuff. And I'm not saying for everything, whatever. But again, growing up, I should not have been running long distance in Nike. It made absolutely no sense for the type of like whatever that I needed. Mm -hmm. But are Steph's shoes better to hoop in? Do we have data on this? I don't know. I don't know. Might I be mean, a small sample size. <laughs> he's really into like super high tech training. So it wouldn't like, you know, he does the stuff with the lasers and the strobe lights and the double dribbling. So it wouldn't surprise me if these were like super high tech and like ultra performance boosting, but nobody knew because they're so ugly that nobody will wear them. <laughs> They're like the best shoes. They'll change your life. They'll get rid of your psoriasis. Yeah, you will grow will an inch. Mm-mm. So yeah. it's a Samsung camera, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh. like you get it. Exactly. Like I've seen, I used this coworker that sat next to me. was like, I got a Google phone. It's so cool. I'm like, okay, cool. Show me. So dope. Not going to change my mind, bro. I'm not like, I'm not going to be a green text girl that doesn't get added to group chats. And it's just exactly. like sitting in the corner with my good yeah. camera. Yeah, Emma Emma says in the chat that the Curry 7s are rated 8.3 out of 10 on the Hoops Geek and that they work best for quick guards who value court feel over impact protection, which I'd like to say I feel like Steph should have shoes that are only focused on impact protection with those ankles, sir. And that was so... That was why I was asking because I feel like besides the fact that Under Armour is like a performance whatever brand... Mm -hmm. I feel like if he were to develop a type of shoe that's good, it would be for the type of player that he is and, like, the injuries that he's had to go through. Glass ankles. hmm Shout out. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Eight point. That's, that's a solid B minus right there. Yeah. I wonder how that compares. We're going to have to do some more research. Thank you, yeah. producer Emma, for putting Bonus pod we're gonna episode. Gonna to, we're going to have to compare them to the dames, you know, just if we're talking about 
NBA point guards, you know, how do the dames fare? I, I would really be curious if the performance is that much better because then I can justify the ugly if it's not that. <laughs> Scholars have long debated whether the stock market is real or just a silly made up game that people pretend to understand. Whether or not you believe in the stock market, one thing is clear. Things had been going well for Under Armour, and Nike wasn't having any of it. So, despite being ugly, Steph Curry's <laughs> signature shoe is released. Under Armour stock shoots up 14%, earning $1.17 billion for the brand. And the CEO of Armor, Under Armour did say that footwear, specifically premium footwear, was the thing that was causing them to earn so much money. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Such an ugly shoe could do so much for like, how much were they fucking suffering before that disgusting turd with shoelaces? <laughs> wow. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> um, but kids love Steph. Also, yeah. I want to know yeah. how many of these are U.S. versus. Does Under Armour have a presence globally? They have to because Steph's so popular in China. Right. So. Mm. Now, yeah, I would be curious how many of those are in the U.S. were and how brand loyalty yeah. matters in places abroad versus in America where we're like, mm -hmm, Android. Yeah, exactly. Well, and Steph Curry is like the main Under Armour guy, right? I don't I think in the time since more athletes have signed with Under Armour. But like at this point, it was just Steph Curry because Nike undersold him when they were when he was getting pitched. I don't know if you remember that Nike like didn't offer him as much as he thought he was worth. And Under Armour was like, we'll give you all the money we have if you'll make a shoe for us. Please, 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 wow. please. I love you. So they yeah. failed on that. Yeah. But then they also put like the wrong name in the pitch. Like, it just I think so. I think yeah. they had like, I think Nike had just gotten done pitching another player and they like kept that person's name in the pitch for Steph Curry. Like they were super disrespectful to Steph Curry. And so he chose to go to Under Armour like out of spite and self-respect. I mean, good for him. Like a lot of these guys make so much of their money just from their sneaker deals, which is also why I buy into this whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, that if someone's gonna pay you more money, bro, like, and you don't care about people kids being like i remember when i got the steph curry fours and do you bro um, i mean i guess it's good that nike bungled that with steph because then they couldn't send in their trojan horse and kevin durant to the warriors yeah so because at the same time that this was happening nike's stock was dipping it dipped in 2016 its biggest competition being under armor nike was the worst performing stock in 2016 which means that it was expected to sell for a lot and it didn't that's, that's do we have time basic. to talk about how the stock market works because uh, i'm gonna need no, some don't. context no we don't okay so i'm gonna assume it's based on gold yeah. up yeah. good okay. down bad yeah okay so all right that's enough i guess i have it i have some like <laughs> um layman's terms notes here mm. nike was not making money in 2016 under Armour was making a lot of money in 2016. This is right after the launch of Curry's shoes. Katie chooses to leave the Thunder, perhaps at the behest of the Nike executives saying, hey, this guy's making a lot of money. His shoe is so ugly. If you go there, 
you could make a lot of money because our shoes <laughs> are good. And then after KD goes to the Warriors, Under Armour stock drops 35%. That's bad. Nike stock rises 12.7%. That's good. Coincidence? Here's my thing. So oh, no. this was sent before, right? And I read all of this and I tried so hard to not email you back being like, I'm convinced. But because, you know, I'm a psych major. So I have to give the like, correlation does not equal causation. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But um, I am a psych major. I graduated so long ago. I was a psych major. There we go. Much better. Um, I absolutely buy that if your company Mm -hmm. is doing badly in the stock market and you see a fantastic marketing opportunity Mm -hmm. with one of your athletes, because it'd be Mm -hmm. foolish to assume that they don't pay attention to where their athletes want to go. Big market teams. Big market team one of the like the the valuation of the warriors went up astronomically that fan base was huge people people were tuning in for these guys so and to watch the dynasty yeah i don't think that maybe it was like katie's i don't think kd was thinking like i will sell more nikes if i go to the warriors Mm -hmm. but are nike execs thinking it of course they are yeah and they're like definitely in his ear because they're the ones paying him and they're probably telling him, oh, like, nobody watches Thunder Games. You guys just absolutely blew it in the final or in the Western Conference finals. But do you know who's probably going back to the finals next year? The Warriors. And they sell ugly shoes to kids with rich parents <laughs> in the Bay Area. Selling ugly shoes to kids sounds like the opposite of charity. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's, it's like the entire Warriors business model. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, it's like rich Marin kids. They're like, mom dad steph curry released a new shoe and they're like yeah here's my credit card i assume i choked on that that was a great bay area callback um (laughs) i totally got it too (laughs) don't you miss it (laughs) okay so here's what i also i forget this but how much is katie's shoe deal compared to how much he makes on his salary because usually those are like yeah it's usually the shoe deal is like way larger way larger but katie's also such a top performing Emma is yeah. the best. What? Isn't, like, that's why we have her. What? We haven't really like super introduced her on the podcast, but Emma Waitman, our producer, is just putting in the extra work in this Zoom chat right now. I love this you, so much. Like, there's so much detail already here, and then I'm just like thinking over here, and then all of a sudden it's like, glad you asked. Yeah, here and all go. this stock shit is from Emma too. Like. Please, I don't want anyone to think that I know about the stock market. That's not something I want on my <laughs> reputation. Kevin Durant's Nike contract is $26 million. A year? Oh, it's got to be, right? It's got to mm. be a year. That seems is that, they probably have small. a contract just like in the NBA, right? Like this many years will make this many shoes. I don't know. Maybe it's like twenty. you get $26 million and then you get like a cut of however much we sell emma's gonna look for us we're not gonna do any work oh i was gonna say that's actually surprising but then again like we're talking about katie who's a guy that's like a super max everywhere he goes so it would be a little bit hard maybe to beat that financially but uh still it's Mm -hmm. he's like i don't think it's his motivation it's nike's motivation he is yeah in his corner it's adding to the list of why it would make sense yeah it's not and then in 2017, Nike stock rises, Under Armour stock falls. And then in 2017, Katie's shoe 
outsells Steph Curry's shoe. Ooh. Which, like... Causing turmoil in the team? Causing, yeah. Perhaps causing turmoil in the team. Well, that's... No, he never did that. What are we talking about? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know. Um, so Katie's updated contract, which is signed through 2024, is worth roughly $60 million. Oh, my God. That is so much money. For $60 million, Nike could tell me to do whatever they want. Makes sense. Holy. <laughs> Damn. That's actually a lot smaller. I'm <laughs> me being like 60 million. That's so small. But um, comparatively, it does actually seem small. Okay. Yeah. Now the defense has an argument. I mean, who knows what kind of other little kickbacks they were giving? <laughs> because this, other than that, this just seems like such a. I mean, maybe not. Maybe he just really wanted to win a ring, but this just seems like such a strange decision. And then he got to the Warriors, and it just, I mean, besides, like, winning a whole lot, which I loved, it felt, like, a little bit off, right? I don't yes. agree there. So, no. Really? <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was perfect. It should have gone on for five more years. No. I, um, <laughs> I, really, I really do think that most of his reasoning wasn't related mm -hmm. to this i think he wanted to win i think he wanted to live in the bay area i think he didn't want to stay in okc so if you're looking at the options of where you have to go playing with steph curry has yeah. to be enticing when he said this was the harder road i do think that obviously his popularity took a ridiculous hit and for someone that cares about that which mm -hmm. caveat makes perfect sense you are a human being yeah. and you're allowed to I care agree. about people talking shit about you um I think would hurt him, but he did that to be able to do X, Y, Z. But again, Nike's also there being like, yeah, no, that decision makes sense. Do it, do it, do it. Wink, yeah, wink. Exactly. I do have the final answer from Emma that while Steph makes around $20 million a year, $20 million a year from Under Armour, Kevin Durant gets $26 million a year from Nike. So even after Steph is like, undersold by nike he's still making less with under armor yeah. i mean it makes sense that's the only thing in this whole conversation that's made sense so far is the uglier shoe is getting the dude less money yeah. but he's not the one designing it he has a say he's like yeah i want my name on that or, or not and then i mean he does have like them. dad fashion he dad is fashion very, is like, like in though right yeah, he's um, like yeah, but father. if you're wearing like the monarchs, it's in <laughs> right. Are the, the monarchs? What am I thinking about? Yeah, air monarchs. Yeah, that's the thing. Like okay, when you're wearing them. intentionally old dad shoes, it's like one thing. But when you're wearing a shoe that's supposed to be cool and modern, but it ends up like falling flat like a monarch. Yeah. Well, there's that photo shoot the Warriors did. I don't remember who it was for, but it like gave us the iconic clay thumbs in the pockets pose and the Steph Curry wearing like the weird Jedi hood. Like, I wouldn't say he's a man of high fashion by any means. And I I love Steph Curry. I would die for him. He's kind of a dork. So You can kind of tell which of these NBA players, like, if you take the NBA money and the NBA away from them, what would they dress like? Mm -hmm. And Steph Curry would be like, he'd probably be dressing like all the weird techie guys that mm -hmm. walk around San Francisco, right? Yeah. Um a hundred percent. Now I'm also trying to think, does he have a stylist? It's probably his wife, I would think. Yeah. His I and I think Aisha is like dresses really cool. Like she has a nice sense of fashion. She's also like very yeah. a mom 
but like she is like cool and then steph's mm-hmm. like her dorky husband <laughs> which is so funny isn't that funny i like, love that from both of them what yeah. having a dorky husband is goals bro like i don't want yeah. you to wear the coolest shoe i just want you to be a dork that's i had yeah. a joke and then i it left my brain again i'm sorry <laughs> i really did run out of coffee <laughs> but i will say so steph's steph's fame mm-hmm. is I used to think that I was like overrating Steph's fame. And then I talked to my friend who genuinely doesn't understand what the hell is happening with basketball. Like Mm -hmm. I, she watched a Cavs game with me once and she's like, why aren't the people in red moving when the ball is like on their side of the net and like, they don't play defense. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, She knows Steph Curry, LeBron James. Yeah. And uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. I have friends who I have a friend specifically who. I asked her how many teams she thought were in the NBA. She said 12. She knows who Steph Curry is. And she was serious. She's like, aren't there like 12 teams in the NBA? And I was like, yeah. I feel like there's like a class of people who like make it a point to be like, oh, I just don't, I just don't know sports. Like Mm -hmm. sports are not my thing. And it's like, you definitely know a little bit more than you're letting on. I don't know. It's not that cool to not know about sports. I don't not cool too now but like nothing's cool nothing's cool cool is the takeaway (laughs) so you disagree i always felt like katie's time with the warriors felt i mean i loved having katie i did not want him to leave i'm not like a katie hater it always felt just like a little bit off maybe that's just because so many warriors fans were like trying to justify and being like well he's not like a real warriors player you know what i mean it just felt like a little off and maybe that's just because like katie's kind of a weird guy which is fine he's allowed to be weird but it was different yeah i think that's the thing like the the warrior squad that won in 2015 Mm -hmm. was built like andre wanted to go play there it's steph curry it's clay thompson it's Draymond green it's felt very organic right so you build this and then all of a sudden now you have superstars choosing to come to your team to be so I think it was different and it was weird. And also the amount of media that, attention that came with it was like primarily negative, which was different than the like, mm-hmm. we love Steph Curry. Let's we go believe. Steph Curry. Yeah, exactly. Like it was just, it was a different vibe, but I do think that it was hyper pronounced online because mm-hmm. my real life friends couldn't give one shit. No. Huge fans don't care. Don't know what KD said that day. They're just like loving it. Yeah. Good times yeah, like on Twitter. Dad. Yeah. Twitter, you have access to every single quote and it's like, Overwhelming. it's kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then I think that all that stuff from Twitter and like all the outside negative energy, I think it did affect the team. Cause you had like that huge locker room blow up with Draymond and you know, the exit was very dramatic when K- I mean, they tried to play it down like, Oh, we all still love each other. And I'm sure they do, but it was still kind of like a, it was like a moment, you know what I mean? It, that I think Warriors fans weren't necessarily used to this like level of drama. Even when you have a hothead like Draymond, I remember that specific, I don't remember exactly when it was, but that like locker room blow up where it was like Draymond is screaming at people and him and KD are beefing. It was like, it was a big deal. What what brought that on? Like, was it a time, it was like a... Oh, it was right it was, before um, overtime or something, and something had happened, and I oh, heard Draymond yell at KD or Katie. I think it was in LA. 
Yeah, I think there it was just like a miscommunication about who should be passing to who and like what should be happening at the end of the game and like in in the locker room that like it was a whole thing where like I Draymond exploded and he's supposed to be the heartbeat of the team but blah blah blah, you know. Man, I get it from all of their sides. Like if I'm I get like a smidge of negative replies in my Twitter and I'm ready to go cry in a corner sometimes. Absolutely. So yeah. now you I have- cannot take criticism. Cannot. So then you have, uh, you know, someone that is very online. You have, um, you feel like certain media outlets are adding fuel to the fire and you're just mm-hmm. like, I, and then you have to deal with it with your teammates. I would go crazy. Yeah. If I was either one of them, I would go insane. So I get it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Emma's telling us that it was in 2016 during halftime and it was actually against OKC or perhaps not. It was (laughs) November of 2018. Yeah. Right before he, right before he left. It was a season four. I think there might've been multiple. The 2016 one was, was like Draymond versus, um, Steve Kerr, is, but the 2018 yeah. one was, and I remember that because that's when it started, the chatter started of like, Katie's not going to resign. Like Katie mm-hmm. hates being He's not the happy there. Yeah. That sucks. If you went, you thought you were going to be happy there and then you weren't happy there and you decided to leave, man. Yeah. Good on you. I get yeah. It. And Versus you were Clippers. right. Yes, I knew it was in Los Angeles. Mitt <laughs> strikes again. Oh. Were you ever reveling in this, Alex, when you saw the Warriors perhaps start to implode? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I was like, end it. End it now and never let it happen again. Yeah. I mean, it's never fun when like, (laughs) it's never fun when the same, okay, it's fun for Warriors fans. Okay. But for the rest of the league, which is a huge number of people, it's just not fun to watch the same team like kill it over and over and over again. Like there's something mm-hmm. it's fun to look back and be like, oh, wow, you know, the Dallas Cowboys were really fucking good in the 90s. But like you don't want to live that. And I didn't want to live that while the Warriors were experiencing it. Nitz, you have, your I, have a, I have a question <laughs> for the class. Counterpoint. It is super good basketball. If you go watch like the 2017 Warriors Oh, I forgot it was your team. Never mind. Okay, so I think it was 27. Oh, did you, hell yes. Hold did on. you forget? <laughs> wow. So I think it was 2017, probably. Um, game four versus Portland. They were like, they blew you guys out in the first quarter. I think it was like up by 20 something. And I was in the yeah. Bay Area. I was making bets with my friend. Like, if they go up by 10, we take shots. If they go up by 20, we take shots. We're hammered by the end of the first yeah. quarter because you guys were losing so bad. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I thought it was amazing basketball. Honestly, impossible for me life. to remember. I've had to block so many Blazers uh, playoff games out of my memory. Well, recent I'm memory. Sure it so, okay, so you don't remember the Warriors sweeping you guys practically every single time. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just felt so right. And I was so deadpan about it. And I was like, this is either going to land that or it's not. That was fucking great. That is so funny. Um, the final great. score of that game, Nitz, that you're talking about is 128 <laughs> to 103 Warriors. So, oh, that's not so bad. Fourth, no, what was it in the first quarter? Yeah. Because it wasn't the the game eventually like evened out, but that first quarter mm-hmm. I remember. Whoo, was that in Portland? 
it had to have been because it was game four and I don't think that they were lower than first seed but yeah your memory is impressive yeah I don't remember anything your knowledge about basketball you know like I hardly know what I'm doing here I just um that's not true first of all you guys are two of my favorite like (laughs) like honestly the blazers blazers twitter and i i associate with the blazers twitter mind you i get that you're a warriors fan but still i'll take it you guys are incredible follows and you do so many just you produce the best content you're incredibly funny i love seeing what you guys do i keep forgetting to buy flagrant i'm so sorry i'm the worst (laughs) i will literally do it as soon as i'm off of this but i keep every time i see on my time like oh that's so cool it's gonna look so good on my coffee table (laughs) It will. Where are we? We're it two will. volumes down now. It's 4522. Wow. 4522 Fuck me. Woof. Fuck. Nitz, Woof is like, right. Isn't your Twitter header, and I remember this, I don't, please know that I'm not creepy when I remember this. Wasn't your Twitter header like a review from a podcast that was like, Nitz is mean, but she's right, or, or something? Oh, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had two. One of them was like, Nitz is so rude, but she's right, or something, or like, <laughs> Oh, and this is hurtful, but she's right. Yeah. And then another one that was just like, people like you were poisoning the name of basketball. I was like, hell yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) Hell yeah. The name of basketball. Not just like the name of Warriors or like the name of pot. The whole fucking sport. All of it. I have ruined the sport. will never recover from what you've done. CYO basketball crumbled. Literally what a compliment. (laughs) What it like the entire institution of basketball? I am the reason ratings are down, and I'm shocked it hasn't come up. Yet. Adam Silver is out for blood, <laughs> and it's your blood. Come for me, Adam Silver. So yeah. Anyways, uh, we beat you guys really badly. So I understand not remembering that. Yeah, I mean we've got beat a lot, and like I've just had to find ways to deal with it. A lot of that is disassociating from my uh, basketball fandom. Yeah, a lot of it is that. <laughs> but I'm here. Honestly, I think doing the magazine has made it a little bit easier to be a Blazers fan or to deal with that loss because you kind of have to cover stuff outside of the Blazers, obviously. So it's like I'm more just an NBA person now. So it makes the hurt less impactful. One of those ethereal, like, I don't have a favorite team. I just love the game. I just watch basketball. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier when your team is going through bad years, too. It's like, if your team yeah. sucks, you don't want to watch that. I don't judge you. Watch a good team. Yeah. People are like, oh, did you watch the Warriors game? Like, now they're like, did you watch the Warriors game last night? I'm like, oh, when they lost to the Lakers by 40 points? No. No, I didn't happen to catch that one. I, didn't I have recorded it. Next time somebody asks me, because I was on screen yesterday, and they're like, did you catch the Warriors losing by 30 yesterday? And I was like, first of all, no, I actually didn't. Second of all, I don't watch basketball. But I'm going to start saying, <laughs> if I just close my eyes, and it'll be like yeah. that Michael Scott quote. Yeah. I'll say it, and then I'll say Michael Scott, Sierra Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, if you don't look at the score, it can be whatever you want it to be, literally. All right, you guys. So it sounds like we all kind of are maybe on the same page, but it is time to take a vote. Do we think this was a crime? Do we think that Kevin Durant was his main influence for going to the Warriors was to influence Nike stock and support the company that promotes him? Or do we think that this is a conspiracy, something that people are going to talk about on Twitter forever, but that probably did not actually happen? Nitz, as our honorary first outside flagrant guest, please take the vote. I love being an outsider. Um, <laughs> the uh, I say that with like all the comic books behind me, uh, which are now mainstream. So no there longer. You're cool now. 
Yeah. And it's uh, just now, God. right now. If people knew, so sorry, I know that I'm not answering your question. There's a Funko okay. Pop behind me. That's, is that how you pronounce it? Whatever. Let's assume. Yeah. That's Inuyasha, right? One of my mm-hmm. favorite animes growing up. I used to pretend that, oh God, I used to pretend that I could run and jump like Inuyasha and I would like <laughs> kick the bullies' asses in my dreams. That's how wow. cool I was. Okay. So like um, now that it's amazing. cool, let's okay. go. There you go. Oh, <laughs> um, this is your moment. My- this is my moment, bro. Uh, my answer is right in the middle because I don't think that it was his main and I don't think that it was completely a non-factor. I think that it probably wasn't mm-hmm. his primary want to go, but did he have people in his corner from Nike supporting the decision and maybe like giving him mm-hmm. more positive reasons as to why he should go? Absolutely. All right. Well, to continue the KD hate and the Warriors hate. I'm actually going to take a sharp left here and say that this is still a conspiracy because I think that saying KD made a business decision for himself and for Nike is giving him too much credit. I think he wanted to go to a super team and be a slithery little snake. And uh, that's what I think happened. You know that <laughs> the video of the guy being like, I'm a snake. I'm a slithery oh, yeah. little snake. No, it's, it's, amazing oh, oh my god shit. just wearing this like paper yeah it's like paper <laughs> snake ground he's like yeah, i'm a snake <laughs> that wasn't what i was referencing but i'll take it because yeah. it sounds like it applies i'm gonna go similar to alex i do think this was a conspiracy perhaps nike encouraged it but i don't think they like gave him the idea however i don't think it was a snake move i think he rightfully wanted to win he rightfully wanted to play with the best point guard in the nba he rightfully wanted to be in the best city in the entire country okay well that's where you lost me but before that i don't know (laughs) yeah you (laughs) i mean i do i love the bay area i have the golden gate bridge tattooed on my arm so it's first of all that's incredible can't see it second of all I love oh, the Bay okay. Area. Yeah. This city in the country is rough, especially yeah. now. But I'm trying to move back to Chicago, so it's like, oh damn! Wait, are you in the Bay Area right now? And you're trying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was in Chicago, and then I came back here due to a little global pandemic, and then I I'm trying to skeet it all back. What happened? A global pandemic, Alex? Were you not there for that? I've been asleep for many months. Alex woke up and got on this podcast. I hopefully that's obvious. I'm very tired. That you, both of you are so funny. I'm like I'm laughing this entire time. This, this whole podcast is so organized. It's organized. It's funny. It's good. It's just great content. That's all. Well, Sarah. I mentioned earlier. It's mostly Emma. I mentioned earlier that I do not take criticism well, and so I think I could not put out anything that's like not well organized and has high production value because otherwise someone would be like i don't like the way this sounds and i'd be like i am so sorry <laughs> that you don't like it that's very relatable all right do you guys have any final thoughts before we wrap this one up nitz i appreciate your love for the blazers twitter people i think that our uh humor is built off of pain as most <laughs> funny people are so I'm glad that you recognize that. Um, but I also respect you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were so kind. You said so many kind things about us. But we, I, Ashton was like, should we try to get Nits on the Warriors episode? And I was like, yeah, if you want me to shit my pants. <laughs> out of being nervous. I'm so honored. I this is zipping I- up her Brooklyn sweatshirt at the moment. <laughs> hiding like from so- us. 
I zipped it over my hair. Do you understand <laughs> the eight shitness that just happened? I, I honestly, I'll find the screenshot in our group chat where Ashton's like, I'll, I can email nits and I'm like, yeah, I'll probably have to throw up first and then we'll be all good. <laughs> That's so nice of you. I'm not worthy at all. I was so excited when you guys asked me to come on. Yeah. I have res- also two things. First of all, you said, I respect you. And I was like, that's coming with a despite liking KB. I was like 10 out of 10. That's going to be the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> I respect you. I think all of your opinions are stupid. But I have to yeah. respect that. I do. I do get that a lot though, mind you. <laughs> but, um, no, thank you. So this, wow. What a, my ego is just up here now. So thank you so much. <laughs> I will it. unzip. Oh yeah. God. Well, debatable, yeah. but um, thank you. And this was so, I just, it's so good and it's so fun. Everyone should buy flagrant. So <gasps> thank you. Yeah. Nitz, where can people find you on the internet? You you shouldn't, but if you really wanted to, um, my Twitter is at Nets Blue. I try to not tweet as much anymore because I care about my mental health, but I am starting to Twitch a lot more. So you can follow me twitch.tv slash Nets Blue. And um, I just play video games and, and talk about, I don't know, Marvel comics and basketball occasionally. So it's actually, you know what? I get, it's, it's a good channel so far. I'm going to take it back. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good channel and you could find me there. Oh, wait, sorry. Before I forget, please follow oh. at one on need fund. Actually, like all of that stuff is like significantly less important. Follow at one on need fund. We have a lot of things coming. It's a uh, nonprofit that I founded with Shivani Bonfall, who's just an incredible activist organizer in the Bay Area. I love you guys and the work you do. It's so cool to see. I'm excited right. for what's to come for it. So yeah. All right, Alex, where can people find you? Oh, you know, I'm always on Twitter at Al Hicks, O-W-L-H-I-X, and then on Instagram. But as we mentioned in the last podcast, like, that's super weird. Leave me alone. Just stick with Twitter. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Sierra Mountains. It's C-I-A-R-A, like the singer, mountains like the geographical formation. If you don't like all the annoying shit that I tweet, I also run the flagrant Twitter for more basketball and Photoshop content. Was KD's decision purely personal or fully financial? Did Nike strong arm their superstar into joining Golden State? Is the stock market real? These are questions we may never know the answer to. All we can say for certain is that we will not be buying Steph Curry's signature shoe because it is ugly. Flagrant Pod is brought to you by the same all-star squad that brings you Flagrant Mag and is produced by Emma Waitman. Music for the episode was created by Janet Blackwell and John Masensky, who you can find on Instagram at Janet M. Blackwell and at B.LakeMusic. <laughs>